0: I just heard stories that they had bottled up and hadn't told one person and they felt vulnerable to share with me. And that was the very first time I realized vulnerability breeds connection. It's Mm. not a scary thing. It actually brings people into the pain and they feel safe to tell you their issues. And so after that, I realized, God, whatever you want me to share, I'll share. Welcome to More Than Small
1: Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson,
2: and Holly Gerth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected.
3: So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your
1: hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together.
2: Hey, more than small talk friends, we have a special guest with us this week. Jody Rosser is a speaker, author, and fellow podcaster. She has a book called Depth Growing Through Heartbreak to Strength. So, thanks so much for being with us, Jody.
0: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey,
1: Jody, we're just going to jump right in. You have a podcast that takes us deeper. And you have written a book that takes us deeper. Will you share why you wrote this book and who it's for? Yes.
0: Well, you know what? I walked through three great heartbreaks in my life. And one was a miscarriage that happened in between my two boys. And then I walked through a divorce. That was probably my greatest heartbreak. That was probably the one that I learned so much of the lessons that I share in the book. And then two years after that, sadly, my friend got diagnosed with cancer and she Mm -hmm. passed away four months later. And I just felt like these heartbreaks one right after another, I was just like, God, this is more than I could take. And at the time I was reading lots of books to try to help me heal, but I didn't realize at the same time I was healing, God was growing my roots deeper in him because with each heartbreak, my relationship with him deepened in such a beautiful way. The intimacy with God in my quiet time and just feeling him close, that verse, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. I just felt it for the first time, mostly after my divorce, in a way I had never experienced it before. And so this idea of depth came of like, what if our greatest heartbreak is what catapults us to that deep rooted growth in our faith? And it's not the way we would want it to happen, but it is such a beautiful way. And so that's kind of what the book is about. It's for someone walking through heartbreak. It's for someone who the rug just got pulled out from under them and they're going through something they didn't hope would happen in their life or they didn't plan. And I hope it brings them encouragement and hope in the middle of their hurt. Yeah.
2: So if someone's listening and is in that place today, right now, like they have just gotten the news or they are just at the start of the journey of healing, what would you say to that woman? Thinking back to when you started this journey, what did you need to hear that you wish someone had said to you?
0: You know what? Right at the beginning, it's hard to see perspective that God could take this heartbreak and use it. You're kind of in survival mode at the beginning. And so I would just tell that person to reach out to a Christian counselor, seek godly friends, to just help you get through the pain. You have to feel in order to heal. And so I would just tell them right now, it's okay to cry endless, endless tears. It's normal and it's fine. Like let yourself feel it, get a journal. That was my way to help me heal. I would just write out my laments and my stresses and my questions and my doubts. And honestly, my anger, I had a lot of anger. I just needed to get it out. And so I would tell that person, it's okay to feel all those feelings. That doesn't mean your faith is at all wavered. It just means you're honestly in pain and you're hurting and God will meet you in that place. He doesn't sit there and go, wait, what? You don't have the strong enough faith right now to get through this. No, he's going to say, listen, I'm here to lift you up, to guide you, to hold your hand through it. And I just felt him there in ways I had just never felt before. One of my friends kept saying, I just love to see this beautiful way. God's showing up for you daily in just a friendship or an encouragement or a text or just a way he provides something that I needed. And so I would say that person invite God into the pain. Even if you're angry, don't run away, invite him in. But also, I would say if I could offer you just a little glimmer of perspective, that very thing happening right now that you do not wish on your worst enemy. God's going to use it. He's not going to waste it. So I don't know what that's going to look like for you. For me, it started me writing and I started a blog. It was just an encouragement to help others. It was what God was teaching me in the midst of the pain. And then it turned into a podcast and I've had the joy of having Holly on and Susie and Jennifer, you're next. I mean, oh, yes. next year. Yeah. Um, but I had no idea if you would have told me in the middle of that heartbreak, like you're going to have a podcast in five years. I'd be like, what? Like, no, I can't even get past out of bed this morning. Like I'm struggling to help my kids in the middle of the grief. So I would, I would say right away, just seek God in the middle of the pain and then get a Christian counselor and let yourself feel. But don't close yourself off to the idea that God has something big that he could turn this into. And it could just be an encouragement to someone else walking the same storyline years later. It doesn't have to be something scary like a book or a podcast, if that kind of freaks you out right now. But God will take that and help someone else through you because you can say me too.
1: Yeah. You know, when I was reading your book, one of the things that um, I, I wondered is, what if you hadn't leaned into those feelings? Like, and I just want to tell a quick little story. You know, I, I lost someone very precious to me uh, five months ago, actually. And there was a day that I lamented, which was kind of a new word for me. Like, of course, I, I had heard it. I understood the definition. But as far as living it, I hadn't lived it. And I took an afternoon and I lamented and I, I let my sorrow have a place between me and God and I and I asked all the hard questions and I said all the hard things that were in my heart and it was healing Jody it was so healing so what if you hadn't how different would things be if you during those major trials in your life, if you had turned away from God rather than leaning in with all the things that you were feeling?
0: Mm, I think that's such a great question. You know what? I think grief feels lonely as it is. Mm-hmm. I just think I would have hit even a lonelier place mm-hmm. because I already felt alone, but then I I turned to God with that pain and I all of a sudden felt this real intimacy with him. And so if I hadn't done that, I think I just would have kept going deeper and deeper into this loneliness. You know, there's this quote I love by John Ortberg that says, if you ask someone when they turned away from their faith, the answer would be suffering. But if you ask someone when they grew deepest in their faith, the answer would be suffering. Mm-hmm. And so you, we have a choice. We we are all going to endure something hard. It doesn't say in the Bible, if it says when you face these trials. So what are we going to do with that? And I would say to that person don't turn away. I know you have questions for God and you have doubts and you're wondering why me, why now, why God. But you know what? He's faithful to sit there and let you lament and be angry and have those doubts. But just run to him with the pain because turning your back on him, you're just gonna feel lonelier. And I don't know how I would have gotten through it without my faith, Susie. I've asked myself that a lot of times, like, how would have I done it? I think I would have turned out very bitter. I, I don't think I'd have a podcast. I don't think I'd have a book. I probably would be very angry, bitter, resentful years later. And I don't want that for anyone listening. I want this heartbreak to make you stronger when you come through it. And it's not your strength friends. It's not, it's God's strength through you. He can take you to a place you never knew you could go. You just have to lean on him. And I think those journaling, I love Susie that you took a whole day that is such precious time. I remember saying things in my journal, I would never have said out loud because I was mm. like, I, I just was honest and vulnerable and yeah. raw. So get it out. Say bad words if that helps. You. <laughs> <get it out. laughs> yes. Um, you, you have to have those emotions move through you in order to heal. Mm-hmm. And if you bottle it up, it's just going to come out other ways.
3: Yeah. Uh, you, like you go deep and you're talking about some deeply, like personal things. How hard was it for you to just be so open and bravely, beautifully bear? And this, was that hard for you? Like as you're writing, were there some moments where you're like, "Uh Oh, I don't know if I can like, put that down on paper. <laughs> you know, I would love yeah. to hear you speak into that. God just using you in your pain while you're writing this book.
0: You know what? I'm glad you asked that question because for the longest time I wanted to be this perfect, person where I didn't share my flaws and my, I, I, I just struggled with being vulnerable. And I feel like God was just like, this is going to tear you to this place where you're going to be so vulnerable. And so I think that that is the lesson that like, I, let me answer it with this story. So when I found out that we were getting a divorce, I was embarrassed. I didn't want people to know I, we were a strong Christian family. And, and so about nine months later, um, I felt like God was asking me to send an email out to everyone. I knew sharing the news that we were splitting up and more about just that God's faithfulness through it. Like God was so faithful through this. These last nine months have been so hard for me and my kids. And I remember God just waking me up early in the morning. A lot of my God time was like at 4am to like 7am when the kids were still asleep. And I just wrote this email. And I remember he's like, send it to everyone. I was like, what? So I hit send, went into the shower and was like, what did I just do? I I can't believe I just announced this to everyone. I know. And when I went back out and read my emails, people were sharing with me things they never told anyone because I had been vulnerable with them. First, they're like my sister and they shared with me about the suicide their sister had or my husband or my brother or me personally struggles with depression. And I just heard stories that they had bottled up and hadn't told one person and they felt vulnerable to share with me. And that was the very first time I realized Vulnerability breeds connection. It's Mm. not a scary thing. It actually brings people into the pain and they feel safe to tell you their issues. And so after that, I realized God, whatever you want me to share, I'll share. I think someone can overshare. So I want to speak to this. I only share my story, my issues in the divorce, my side of the story. I don't share anything that would paint anyone else in a negative light or that would not be mine to share. I get very vulnerable about my issues. And I have a chapter, one of my sisters are like, I can't believe you shared all that. I was like, this is going to help someone. I want to share it, but I don't overshare. I don't share anything that's not mine. So you have to guard your family. You can't share things that aren't your permission to share. So right, that's good. That's good. I felt like I had permission to share my, my struggle with anger and how my negative words played into my marriage and caused a lot of a wedge between us. I didn't grow up in a home with self-awareness and emotional literacy. And so I didn't learn that till I was 38. And so I took a deep dive after the divorce into learning all that. I've taught it to my kids. I'm like a totally different person. And all of that came from that. And so if that helps someone else for me sharing my struggle, then why wouldn't I share it? But yes, I I didn't always want to. I wanted to be that perfect clay pot, but Susie (laughs) helped me with her book, Men at Heart realized the broken clay pot's going to help way more people with those cracks and the light shining through it. We will be a stronger light when we share yeah. Struggles. And yeah. I
2: think the enemy of vulnerability is shame. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yes. you talk a lot about overcoming shame. So can you walk us through that? Like how, if someone's saying, oh, I really want to be able to share, I really want to be vulnerable, but I feel so much shame. What are the steps that can help set us free?
0: I love that. So in my book, I have this strength acrostic and my end is never lose sight of God's grace. And mm-hmm. all those chapters have to do with this vulnerability and this shame, because I remember sitting into my counselor's office and I had worked through a lot of the anger and I had worked through a lot of the heartbreak and sadness, but there was this one emotion I could not work through. And that was the shame. I was mm-hmm. so embarrassed. And I said, God, I just don't want people to know. And so I went to this conference. It was a woman of faith conference and a woman got on stage and spoke and she shared this message and about spiritual warfare. And it just, I felt like God saying, you need to share this. Like, this is a hold that Satan has on you and you need to share this. God doesn't want you shackled in shame. Mm -hmm. He wants you to live free by his grace. And so that day I wrote in my journal, I may have a broken heart, but I'm not a broken vessel. God can still use me. And up until that Mm -hmm. point, I didn't feel like I could be used because how could I share my story when I'd walked through a divorce? I just felt unusable by God. But then I realized who better to help someone that's walking through a divorce than someone that's walked through a divorce. And right. who better to help someone that's had an addiction than yeah. someone that's had an addiction? And these these things that we feel the shame from, God is Satan, he, he wants us to stay shackled and stay quiet and stay silent. God can't use you if you don't share it. So mm-hmm. maybe you're not announcing it to the whole world on a podcast, <laughs> or maybe you're not sending an email to everyone in your email list. But maybe there's one person that you need to open up to and say, "This is my story, and it's been hard, but God's been faithful for this." And your story of faithfulness, and your and the way God showed up for you is going to help them in such a powerful way because you are li- living the same circumstances as them, and and someone else wouldn't be able to help them because they haven't they can't say the same. Me too.
1: Yeah, Jody, I think that I met you. Uh, you reached out to me after reading one of my books, and. You know, that really, I don't know, like it was so amazing to me because sometimes when we're doing the work that we do, we don't know what God's doing with it. But you took the time to reach out to me and say, hey, I'm reading your book, The Mended Heart, and this is what God is doing through that. And one of the things that you said in chapter nine in your book, you said that your brokenness led to death. And so how did that work in your own light? How did brokenness lead you to, to the deep?
0: Mm. Well, first of all, I love that book, Susie. It was one of the books I read in 2015. My whole world had fallen apart in 2014. And in 2015, I was reading books, one right after another. And your book, The Mended Heart. My kids were away that weekend, and it was always these big growth faith weekends. And so I was reading it, and you talked about a woman who shared her testimony with a cracked clay pot. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and I thought, I'm going to do that this weekend. So I I went out to my backyard and I got a pot (laughs) and I just banged it against the edge of the the planter until it shattered. And then I pieced it back together and put a light in it. And I'm telling you, it was the most therapeutic thing. There's something Mm. powerful for doing something physically for how you feel emotionally. And I had felt broken. I had felt mm-hmm. like that pot when I saw all the pieces on the ground, I'm like, that's me. This is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And so to piece them back together and it just became this powerful thing. Well, I thought that was one of my messages. And then about a couple of years later, I had been just this tree with deep roots. I thought that was like a different message. And I, I just thought they were two different things. But as I started to write my book, I realized, wait a minute, my brokenness, the very pieces back on the ground that I saw as I pieced them back together and God started to put me back together, he started to grow me deeper in him. And so actually that brokenness led to the depth. Like, I don't think we grow deep when we, things are going well. I mean, let's be honest when things are going well, we get kind of like, Oh, I should, I get my Bible today. I don't feel like I need it. I could do life in my own strength, you know, but when we are broken, it's like the lifeline, like I need this time with Jesus or I can't make it today, you know, and I need his strength. And and so I realized that brokenness is what led to my deep roots. And so I have this piece in my house now. It's actually a combination of the two. It's this beautiful wrought iron tree with the deep roots, but then on the tree that there's broken glass for like the leaves. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite piece because it reminds me that those broken pieces, God didn't waste. He used them to grow me deeper in my faith, but also he's using them to help other people. I feel like the depth is supposed to go down mm-hmm. first. But then it's not supposed to stay there. I love the sequoia trees in California. If you've ever been out here to see them, they're the biggest, largest trees in the world. And when I went there with my kids, I kept thinking, oh, their roots must go so deep because these are the tallest, biggest trees. And then the guy's like, no, they don't. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're totally messing with my whole message. You know, what do you mean they don't go deep? And then he said, they don't go deep, they go wide. And they interlock tree roots with the trees next to them. And then they have community. And I thought, that's what we need to do. We need to have the depth in our faith with God, but then we need to reach out to others through our stories, through our broken stories, through those places you don't want to share. Be vulnerable. Share that struggle. You will connect with someone in a more powerful way than ever before and interlock tree roots. And together, what a mighty group of women we can be, a community that just lets others be real and we meet them in their pain. Yeah,
2: love that. Yeah, so you mentioned you have an acronym in your book, STRENGTH, and you told us one of the letters. Can you give us a quick overview of the rest of that acronym?
0: Yes, I will just read them because if I go into detail, I get long <laughs> okay. okay, here we go. The S is seek God and invite him into your pain. That's what I think happens right at the beginning. The T is tearfully allow yourself time to grieve and process the emotions. R, replace your finite view with God's infinite perspective. E embrace God's character development in the midst of the chaos and never lose sight of God's grace. G give praise to God, even as your heart breaks, that one's a hard one, but it's so important. T trust. God is good when your mind is doubting and you don't understand H honestly share your story and help another hurting heart. And then it goes full circle when you do that. Mm, that's so beautiful.
1: Good. Well, so how can women find out about this book? How can they find your podcast? Tell us all the things.
0: All right. Well, I have a, a website called jodyroster.com. My name is J O D I R O S S E R and everything's there. There's a link to the podcast. The podcast is also called Depth and it's got a big tree with deep roots as the cover art, so you can't miss it. And then there's a link to the book as well. It's on Amazon, but it's also at other places so they can find all the links. And it's also called Depth. I kind of have a theme, the tree with the deep roots. <laughs> and then they can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Jody.rosser. I would love to connect with people. I love hearing their story of how God's been faithful. And if this book can help someone along their way. I, I feel like Susie, your book and Holly, your books and Jennifer, I can't wait to read yours. They have been part of my stories of books that have led me to where i am and so i it'd be fun to think that since books were such a big part of my healing that my book could be part of someone else's healing
1: yeah it's those Mm -hmm. trees right those trees just connecting and tangling roots together to be stronger uh jody ross is the author of depth growing through heartbreak to strength and thank you for being with us today we love you like crazy
3: And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.